You are tuned into K100 Radio, Hip Hop and R&B. Give me, give me some hip hop. Give me some R&B. What's good? This is Kelby Cannon, publisher of Making It Magazine, here to let all my independent artists, producers, and DJs know about MakingItMag.com. Not only are we Atlanta's number one magazine for the urban music industry, but we're a national platform that provides real opportunities, real exposure, and real industry connections. Just log on to makingitmag.com. Sign up for your membership and start submitting music to get booked on major shows, magazine features, radio interviews, sponsorships, and more great opportunities. That's makingitmag.com. Doing dope stuff for dope artists. Ten years strong. So, I lounge. Can I get a warm Media Matters ATL welcome for platinum super producer and songwriter, Chris Deep. Henderson! <laughs> yeah. Man, I ain't know if you was gonna do the Soul Train walk or come in like Goldberg. <laughs> All right, so tell, tell the people a little bit about your history and how you got into the music. Well, I'm old school, so the way I got into music was a different than y'all getting into it now, because, you know what I'm saying, I didn't have the internet to, like, you know what I'm saying, I had to burn CDs and, you know what I'm saying, send, send them to record labels by FedEx, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, shoot, before that, it was Dats, so, you know what I'm saying, I think my, my yeah. first placement, I got off on a Dat, and uh, it was, uh, damn, I don't know if I want to talk about my first one because that's going to date me real, real bad. Shit, good music has no expiration date. Right. So let's say. Hey. All right, so my first one was, if anybody remembers, uh, Case, Couldn't We Be Happily Ever After? Like, Couldn't we be? Hey. Yeah. With uh, Beyonce in the video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, yeah, I was uh, sending, I, I sent that dad out to, to Def Jam. Actually, I was producing this girls group at the time, and they broke up just before, you know, we really got a chance to shop the demo. But I shopped the demo anyway. And people start calling back like, yo, yo, these girls. And I was trying to replace them real quick to see, you know, but when I couldn't deliver, I was just like, man, I can't deliver. So Island Records called about the girls, and they were like, yo, you got the girls? I was like, nah. So Def Jam called, and I had to tell them the same thing, but they were like, well, who wrote the songs? And... I said me, and I said, well, who produced the songs? They said, who produced the songs? I said me. So they were like, oh, well, we got Case and Montel uh, send some joints, and Happily Ever After ended up being Case's kind of his first single. Um, And I got lucky, man, because a lot of times, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of producers out there, they know right now, like, um, A&Rs tell them specifically what they want, and... I'm here to tell you, like, go ahead, give them some of what they want, but then put some other stuff on there, too, because they don't always know. Because these dudes were telling me, like, yo, we want something up-tempo to close out the album. And I was like, all right, cool. So I got up-tempo, they they were like, up-tempo tracks. And I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I got some dope slow joints, too. They was like, nah, just up-tempos. We got enough slows. I was like, all right, cool. It's like, I write like a motherfucker. They was like, ah. Just tracks. We don't want to hear nothing you wrote. We just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, we ain't trying to hear all that. Right, right. We ain't trying to hear all that. Just, just up-tempo tracks. 
So I sent them what they asked for. I sent about five what I thought would be club bangers. And uh, a friend of mine convinced me, actually, to include Happily Ever After on that package, even though it was everything he wasn't asking for. It was slow, and I wrote it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he, he, he uh, convinced me to include it, and I, I'm thankful that I did, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, it's... Who is that friend? Oh, uh, this dude named G. G, can we give G a shout out one time? <laughs> yeah, man, you know, uh, like that's the importance of why yeah, we yeah. do this event and why we do this. Sometimes you yeah. need some some outside some perspective on yeah, your records yeah. and some of the things that you're doing. But one of yeah, the biggest Derek Mangaroo and G, and I'm forgetting G's last name, man. That's the problem with nicknames, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that you don't want that on the check. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but one of the big takeaways from that story is. The fact that I think is very important is you didn't give them, you gave them something that they didn't ask for, but you made sure you gave them what they wanted first. Exactly. And it's like one of the things I see, like a lot of newer artists will totally disregard the instructions and whatever people explicitly ask for to be like, nah, I know better than you. And so you you kind of you burn the bridge before you even got to it yet. And so I think that was just a big takeaway that I wanted to kind of emphasize for some of from our artists and some of the people who's tuned in on K100 Radio right now, music talking more. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you got to earn the trust, man. Give give them what they want, but overdo your job. You know what I'm saying? Not enough people. So many people do just enough that when you overdo, you really make an impression on people. So, you know, that was another thing. You know, I gave him exactly what he wanted, but I flooded the package. You know what I'm saying? Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, the first thing that we're going to play, I really want to jump straight to that video, bro. Like, <laughs> what's, what, but what you want to do? Like, No, no, no. I'll do it. But I, I just want this disclaimer because it's like a lot of joints. You, I'm not an artist, so you're never going to hear me singing. You know what I'm saying? It's like I just... I just do it and pass it to either a demo vocalist or to the artist. And, you know, so a lot of my, what I'm, I've been doing these song builder episodes just to kind of um, show uh, some highlights on our process and how songs come to be and then kind of the before and after. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of these I do with just tracks and some of these I do with just songs. He wanted me to do one with a song, but see, the problem with doing it with a song is that, you know, you got to hear me singing on it. So, I mean, he can carry want, a note. Don't I, let I, him, don't yeah, let him yeah. undersell it. He can carry a note now. <laughs> yeah, but, but I really wanted to play one of the ones where I'm making a track and like passing the track around. So maybe he'll let me do both. Or yeah, we can do that. Right. But I want to start because what right. I really loved about this, like when we, when we met at the gathering spot and we were kind of looking through, you showed me the extra stuff was the fact that, you know, we often hear these records, but we don't get to see the process behind the record, the inspiration behind the record. And I like the fact that you caught that in real time and you included those little clips like, yo, this is what I was thinking of. This is what I drew inspiration of from this line and what put me in this mode. And I think that um, that's a that's a part of the process that a lot of people 
Because when you create, we tend to create by ourselves. Even if we in a room full of people, a lot of it's just going on inside your head. So it's a lot of lines that you don't even speak or cause nah, that one ain't, that one ain't hot, you know? And so you, you still, even in a room, you by yourself doing this stuff. So I really love that it was very introspective. So I really wanted to play this okay, one. Yeah, first. I'll, I'll put it on and it's songbuilderstv.com is where I'm going to house the videos. The whole purpose of song builders is to kind of take our different approaches like you know how some tracks we wake up with as far as we have like an idea in our head and then some of them like we catch from something outside or something that that moves us or whatever and um and you know i kind of wanted to like my my motto for song builders is create freely um and you know creating freely means like you know like, you don't always have to be in the studio to vibe nowadays with technology and everything being portable and, tra- and transportable. And, but also, I think it's important for us to remember to create freely because, man, these A&Rs be trying to put us in a box and have us sing about one thing and sing one way and all have the same voice and all use the same drum sounds and all use the same chord progressions and all use the same melodies and... You know, can you give me something like this, like that? Yeah, that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And it's like, you know, we we as a people, man, we we shouldn't be boxed in creatively like that. Like we are the source of so many things musical, and and it's kind of sad what we've been fooled into. You know what I'm saying? While they're gentrifying R&B, you know what I'm saying? They getting us moved into this other lane. So you know, I'm trying to kind of do the whole create freely lane to be like, yo. Yo, if if you think about it, that needs to be a song subject. You know what I'm saying? If you feel it and it feels good to you, you need to go ahead and write a song about it. Like too many times we're in the studio and a writer be like, yeah, but it ain't going to be a single if I say this. Like, or it ain't going to, eh, fuck a single right now, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean. No, course, fuck I a made, single. Like, fuck I a made, single, like, goddamn you know it. Like, like, shit. You know, like, you know, they, they, they deserve their spot in your income stream, but at the same time, man, you know, I but don't think you started. Here's doing one music. of the things I'll I, I piggyback off of that though. With with streaming the way it is right now, people pick their own singles. Right. Like it's so many records that I never hear on the radio. Like when people, like when a lot of people complain about, man, music sucks. All these new artists suck. That just tells me about you, cause like it's all kind of dope ass music. You just a lazy playlist maker, like it's so much dope talent out here. And I think like we at a place where you should be able to create freely because people will find it if you push it. Right, exactly. My man Chris D. Henderson, platinum songwriter and producer, super producer. Let me put that in there. Got to put the super on the producer. He's gonna be the next producer for our Kill the Track competition. For those of y'all who are unfamiliar with the Kill the Track competition, it, the concept on it is it's a lot of talented artists. There's no monopoly down here in Atlanta. There's talented artists all across this country. So we partner up with established producers, with credits, with, with dope-ass tracks, and we take one track and we put it out there for all of our members, every artist, every songwriter, and that person's going to get an exclusive lease to that beat sponsored by Megan the Magazine, and we're going to help put it out. And he has some wonderful plugs on some tech stuff and some distribution stuff as well, and we're going we're gonna to put together a campaign for the record. So just wanted to announce that if y'all, y'all vibing with that.